it's always the the loudest is the minority. Is it? Usually. Mm. That's the stuff that gets the most media coverage because the minority knows the minority, so they have to be the loudest. But see why to if be heard. Dr. Seuss Think about the overall narrative because, okay, it's six books I've never heard of, right? Mm -hmm. But to the person who doesn't pay attention and all you hear is Dr. Seuss is being canceled. Right. That's no, all it's, they it's take what in. I thought initially. That's what I'm saying. I but that's, like, it's did its job already. Forget yeah. the details. No need the details. What's yeah. everybody saying? See, that's the key. Yeah. So it doesn't, because everybody else will turn that into whatever their opinion right. is. Right, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because people read the headline. They don't yes, read the story. Exactly. But that's I, why I how media it, does it. And I was it. like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But and on Jemima, like, same thing. Yeah. Uncle Ben's Rice, same thing. It's just Ben's Rice. Yeah. Uh, I forgot on Jemima's, they just straight went to the name of the corporation. Oh, really? Said, yeah. I was like, I remember hearing same. something recently. It was a meme that was like, oh, it was a guy sitting at a computer laughing. And it's like, me reading a, uh, a meme about my own company and just not giving a fuck because I'm an adult. And it was something like, like yeah, if I worked, I don't know, yeah. fucking at McDonald's and be like, McDonald's, use fucking... And like, yeah, I could still laugh at it because I'm a grown person. True. Who knows? They're just picking fun at something. But that's the problem, though. But, they, but some people don't see it that way. No. They see it as like, oh, that's a fact. That's real. We got to cancel that shit. That's... Yeah. Where we're going, it's for the betterment of the world. That's yeah. the whole thing, isn't that? Why all these movements People, are movements? It's like you're always saying about um, who's controlling the narrative or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like they know, they know what makes the monkey brain. That's what you always say. They know what makes the monkey brain tick. They know if they put that in the headline, they know that people group, draw their conclusions. Group A is gonna be pissed off. Group B is going to be pissed off that group A is pissed off. Mm -hmm. And at this little part, group C, maybe they're not effective. So we'll do a different headline. And that gets group C pissed off at group A, pissed off at group B, pissed mm. off at group C. It's the talking point. Yeah. And then people draw the conclusions from there. Actually, I heard a really good fucking, I don't know what to call it, light um, secret thing, organizational thing. It was uh, this this friend of mine from Facebook who I've never talked to, not one time. I think mm. I think we were friends in high school. I don't even know how we're Facebook friends. He was Tom from MySpace then. And, <laughs> who's a friend and, of you on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> Tom from MySpace. And, um, okay. He was he had posted like being mad that about the California boaters tax. Okay. Or whatever. And it's mm -hmm. like he's like, This is a seven hundred dollar tax I have to pay because I own this little dinghy of a boat to continue owning my boat. Mm -hmm. And he's like and he was pissed off. He's like, California has mastered secretly taxing everybody. And he's like, the way they do it is they go after this one, two percent of the group of the whole that owns this because they know 98 percent are just gonna be like, yeah, fuck them. They deserve it. And then they, they just, have so much money. Then they switch to the next two percent. Yep. And then they switch to the next. Mm -hmm. And then the next. That's and why so, it hits the middle class. And it then, becomes like, okay, alert, alert, alert. Well, <laughs> but, it's never an alert because it's always like exactly. Look, we're, you know what? We're going to tax the one percent mm -hmm. of employees that work at fish markets, mm -hmm. and everyone else is like, sure, fuck it, why yeah, not? They make hella money. Look, tuna yeah. costs a lot of money, and we're we're going to tax the one percent <laughs> of uh, of uh, the population that makes pasta. Boom. Okay, fuck them. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? look at we're that. Look tax, how many eggs and things they use. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> they, they they do use a lot. Look at that. And he's like, not pretty sustainable. Pretty soon, instead of just implementing a fifteen percent tax across the board, which they know would get down demolished, they've got. You all taxed for like fifty percent <laughs> just through like one dollar at a time, and I was like, "Dude, holy that's right. We like it with Vaseline, and we like I mean, it slow. Yeah, they figured like, that out. They couldn't go from. I was like, "Imagine, okay, going from never, gas prices from ninety five cents, and I didn't even think about it." But is like, that Dude. intelligent? What you're oh, saying? No, that's genius. That's is a it? genius way to go about. But see, people could also misconstrue that. Like, so you're implying that there's a government. You know, thing and their whole plot is to take money from us. I don't even know. You, honestly, I don't even know if the government is that smart to know it. So then I how just does think, this work? I just think that uh, different people in the government are like, well, we need a little extra money. Fuck it, dude. We can probably get like 1% of our uh, daily sub goal by doing this way, and we'll figure out the other 99% later. Hey. I I, mean, honestly, I feel like that's think how about it, it has happened. If you're saying that, hypothetically, that small group of people is getting mad dough. 
And just take it back yeah. to like olden days. Like, okay, say this is king and queen castle shit, and we're the peasants on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're paying tax to the king. At some point, we get pissed, yeah. right? Fuck it, we're going to the king yeah. with pitchforks yeah. and all that shit, right? Like, hey, fucker. Okay, so what happened now? Give me is some water. We're so separated as people, even more so. Where? Oh yeah, and they constantly like, they divide and conquer. To put, to they your have point. fucking <laughs> mastered that shit. And but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's been in. I, I maybe I just don't want to give him the credit that it's intentional. Give him the credit, but it it's could be a job well done. But I don't know if that's anything pertinent to what we talk about on this show either. I mean, that's why I always go back to how does the narrative start for cooking? Because I have this kind of thinking now where I think cooking has been like that for many years. Think about what cooking is pop culture now. Cooking before was just like that's you know what this Korean chick was just saying. She's you. like, she's like the fourth daughter of four in a korean family so she's like i knew i was a disappointment growing up that i wasn't a boy and then i wanted to go into cooking and they Uh just kind of were like whatever fuck it we give up you do what you want but we're not going to pay for you yeah and then she was like i only felt justified by them when i finally made it on top chef but that's what's crazy because what is top chef in the overall scheme of things Fucking nothing. Exactly. Fucking but nothing. now we put... It's a reality show. It's not see, even cooking. It's this weird, and this is where they tug at your heartstrings, is those people are supposed to represent us people, and that's why they're so diverse, and then it's based on a range of skills off this whatever narrative. But mind you, before that, I think there was a different standard of cooking. Not to say Top Chef was cool. Entertainment-wise, it was amazing. But the way chefs in the industry probably worked to some degree was more like a... It worked a different way. There wasn't like this you know, kind of glorified TV show in a certain way to kind of dignify your ranks in the chef world. If anything, there was a very small amount. Honestly, I feel like if I had to grow up in the kitchens that like Jacques Pepin did, I don't think I would be a cook. I don't that's think a hard I would one. have the fucking soul the way to they did shit. That yeah. shit. But that's how they broke them. They broke them hard. No respect. Yep. And like, you better fucking work yeah. all day. To detail. Break? What the fuck is that? Yeah. There's no We're doing 12, 14-hour yeah. days. That, that chick Rocky, when she was doing her little sauce, she's like, do you want me to take my, my break now? And I was like, whenever people say that, I'm like, sure, go ahead, dude. I don't care when you take your break. Yeah, I can't I know, control it. I yeah. know I don't take a break. Yeah. But like, if you feel like you want a break, you go ahead. Dude, That's the mental gymnastics we play every day. Yeah. See, this is why, and you know, this is on my shit, like I... People call me would I would label myself as a crazy person, but only because I question things in that way. And people ask me why. It's because definitively it gets to a point where you make a decision on something, and a lot of having that awareness. And it, I don't even know if it's real, but you can make a good argument and be like, the way you explained it, that is, you could put that on a chart, and I'm like, that makes sense. Hmm. That's how I felt when I first felt uh, about the federal, uh, the Federal Reserve. That's how I felt. I was like, oh. Shit, this is what they do. I was like, I did not know this ain't even a government entity. And I was like, to me, that's knowledge. Because when you look it up, that's really what it is. Now, if you could piece the puzzle together and you could, you know, come up with an opinion, that's where we're at. Because you're looking at it, it's like, yo, something else is in control of how this and who does and how things are. That's why with food for me, I'm like, oh, this has probably been the case forever. Because we always talk about that. Like, oh, where did this history of stuff come from? And how did the French like get tabbed with this? History. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all buried away. But luckily with cooking, the techniques, I think, and the cookware and kind of the culture is what needs to be preserved. Because I think from there, more so than just the food aspect, is trying to figure out the true roots of everything. Because when we talk about food, it's complex, but it's simple. So yeah. yeah. Simple in the way of it's a way of life to certain indigenous cultures and they kind of eat what's around them. But keep in mind the techniques you'll see reverted through, you know, different countries all the time. Like food is universal in it's that matter. It's almost like we're the same only only because um, I have a friend who's gone into being a power engineer or whatever and mm-hmm. he talks about it. And I, I that stuff interests me, so I am kind of in, know a little bit about it. And it's like... Food and culinary stuff is almost like us. The way it's progressing is like a, a more drawn out version of the electronics boom and how fast it's mm-hmm. exploded. Mm-hmm. the The ideas are the same. We have to get power from this to this mm-hmm. in the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. And our tools have changed and evolved with different materials, and and they've gotten faster. But the concept is the same. Food is like, 
we have to make this food taste good. Mm-hmm. And really, you could even be more. We have to make this food edible. Yes. And in between our tool chests for, well, why don't we just make it taste good? Mm-hmm. And why don't we make our cable management better? Why mm-hmm. don't we make it taste better? And why don't we use this, uh, I don't know, sous vide machine to make it exactly mm-hmm. perfect? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I've been thinking about a lot of everything that is big as small as small as big. You're explaining how like Fibonacci sequence like stuff. Yeah, it's the same. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. oh, that's magnified. Fascinates me because it proves itself over and over again. But if you see it, because you, you have to it. kind of be shown how to read it in a yeah. way. You know what I mean? Like whether it's you come about it on your own, like you mm-hmm. are self-taught, or you've someone showed you a way of thinking. Because once you see it, then you quantify it into everything yeah. else. So now it becomes yeah. this, oh, it's one in the same everything. Yeah. I've talked about this before on different you know occasions, but essentially that's what it is. I had this weird moment when I was like walking down the street, and I was like, dude, we are just fucking plants that are dumb. Plants have it figured out. You know what they do? Sun. Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like plants that get in our own fucking way when we're trying to grow. We're like, yeah. no, I'm going to grow this concrete fucking slab yeah and it keeps not working yeah and then you like change your career or change your mindset a little bit and you're mm-hmm. like oh i found a little crack now i'm great and happy again until you're not but and then, it and then you hit going. another concrete slab <laughs> i'm like well i've got a fucking but it's the mind like, plants are fucking smarter than us dude they, but are they because what it, we make it too hard we have but who is it we that are doing it that's the biggest question. That's why when I mean, it then going life. back to food, if I had to revert it back to food, when you think about the the trade to learn how to cook, like there's like basic, like you know, like we've said before, like yeah. there's basic, basic, like yo, you could just there put is a meal together when it's cooked. Yeah, you could get it edible, and then there's this expertise of like putting this element it, of yeah. I always say love it's cooked to the perfect it. degree, perfect degree. It's, it's not executed. Just well done. It's yes, medium rare. Yeah. It's Perfect. But see how much of that is just the wording and all that versus what's happening back there in the kitchen. What defines, you know, this dude's steak versus this dude's steak? But it's all relative. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's just you want it to be edible. Now, how we sell ourselves as chefs and cooks and whatever ego we need to put in and what food is, that's always going to be the mystery. But I always think in my head, I'm like, yo, that is it's a weird thing. We all need this. Mm-hmm. And the way we all do it is all very di- different and for different different reasons. But then it, there's also the similarity of, man, fire, grilling, mm-hmm. sautéing, some of these techniques like braising, these. Well, there's like, yeah, there's like, uh, what is it? No, I can't fucking think of it. Like a braised chuck. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the fuck? Beef stew. I cannot think of a word right now. Beef bourguignon. Beef bourguignon. You could almost argue is the same as like a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Just one is cut Just, really thin. Yeah. The, the seasonings are different. Yeah. But the process is kind of the same. One's just cut so thin that the braising time is like immediate. I mean, yeah. But that's maybe that's an American thing. Maybe in America we do this 50-50 thing. I mean, think about it. We're yeah. first world, right? That's what mm-hmm. everybody says. Yeah. But we're the newest country. Oh, for sure. How are we the newest country and first world at the same time? As if, oh, we went from oh, hunting buffalo to yeah. hot cuisine? Well, <laughs> like, what? I guess we're the newest country if you start from when the settlers got here. But when, when's the starting point? Well, because our, it's how, dependent on your on who wrote your history. That's true. Which See, but going by argument. public school history, the public school history is the pilgrims got here. Okay, and, and that's when America. it started. Yeah, and not even that. But, was, America started like after the Revolutionary War. Which, thank you. Yeah, when George Washington became president. But the years before that, there was just people hanging out. Well, that's just England. Or I is mean, that, where is that America? I don't know. But then also know. at the same time, Wild Wild West, people eating cans and beans and going to Oregon Trail. Like, oh. People were just fucking crazy back in the day. Were they? People were brave. It The way it's depicted to us makes it seem. But like I said, when I think about the cooking techniques, I'm like, at what point did we start getting into this understanding how to do you know food to the nth degree? 
You know what I mean? Because those are, if you look at it, those are some like superhero skills to some degree to understand how to do that with food. And I only say this in the manner because one, I love food, but second, it's because to create something that is not edible essentially to many degrees to get it to the point where, hey, this can be, this gives you emotion. This gives you something else this is fuel this is all more, types of stuff more than just nutrition yeah more it's a lot of things this brings families together this yeah. brings energy it it's the all-encompassing so yeah. that's why i'm like it's not just a survival skill yeah. it's a and it's quite overlooked it's skill. quite overlooked even with the people that do the actual business itself mm-hmm. like some i mean you know to each his own everybody enters the business to some degree in their own right but i can only imagine that people would hope to kind of approach it in that manner you know what i mean where you give it the game more the more respect. I think from the age of the people that, you know, at least you've probably worked around, I've worked around, you know, in the older days, those were kind of like the old guard mm-hmm. passing down where you would get pants thrown at yeah. your face and shit like that. Like yeah. screamed at. Yeah, for, screamed at. For nothing. Nothing. For Just to keep you on your toes. One potato <laughs> out of 200 yeah. being like a, you know. Tornay is a horrible throw all this away. <laughs> Throw the whole thing away. It's yeah. Not, if you did fucked up this one, I don't even care that the other one. Yeah, Nine hundred ninety nine are right. Yeah. Mashed potato, all of it. Yeah. Mashed potato, a family meal. Family meal. Go. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. See, how do we go from there? And this is within our lifetime, essentially. Like, there are chefs that are still out today that were, you know, raised up in those kitchens. Mm-hmm. So we're not far. No. And just to see how at least... You know, the narrative changed. I don't know what it's really like in kitchens nowadays. Obviously, I'm not back there anymore, but I would assume things have definitely tempered down a little bit. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not as emotional. I know. I know I try to be uh, chill, Mm. but that's because I feel like I see also, I just like fucking everything connected this week, but also got me angry. God, what the fuck was I just going to say? Uh, something about oh, how it used to be. I had such a good thing to say, and it's gone now. Fuck it. I don't remember. What were, what were we just talking about? You're talking about uh, fucking old kitchens and being yelled at and yeah being yelled at and then losing tempers losing you know in today's kitchens being oh and we were talking about today's kitchens being more temperament oh okay i yeah. remember oh here we go okay well i was thinking about um you know like state jobs and office jobs in particular but like other jobs like uh, massage therapists only because i have a couple of friends who are massage therapists mm-hmm. and other like um uh, like target and mm-hmm. jobs like that like are like almost government regulated to create a healthy, mentally healthy working environment. Mm -hmm. And, and like people get their 15 minute breaks and get their 30 minute break. Otherwise it's like, well, fuck you. Like I'm suing you, but it's almost like kitchens for some reason, the public is like, well, you just have to, you just have to love it. And it's like, I was telling you that one day it's like, well, I can't go to AT&T with my fucking bill and be like, I had a great time at work. Yeah. And they're going to be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So why shouldn't it, why, why is it so unfeasible for um, a restaurant owner to give those breaks? And it's, is it only because they can only price so high? Because, you know, what is the root of this problem? Because every time I see a different... Um, what I think is the root, I'm like, that's just a symptom of something else. Something else. What is the root? I can never find it. I don't think it's ever there. I think there's too many elements at play. Yeah. You know, you talk, you're talking about like 4D chess when you're in a restaurant. True. Because <laughs> you're trying to like. Yeah, just the restaurant itself is 4D the, chess. Yeah. And then to try and bring that factor in is like, well, I'm going to play 4D chess mm-hmm. while I also play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. In five different languages that I don't understand. Yeah. That's essentially what's happening. And they're playing 5D chess. Yes. Yeah. In and I, and 15 I, million different languages. And I have to play. Yeah. But I also have, I have to, to play do this, this. one yeah. at the same time. And that's always relegated yeah. to one person. I mean, as complicated as, you know, you'd like to make it. But even in the simplest form of a restaurant, you're going to handle, you know, some f- degree of that. I would say in most businesses, yes, this one's the weirdest one. 
because the margins that restaurants live within, I'm assuming, are not are, the greatest. Are so tiny. Yeah. That's why we're seeing it right now where it's almost a dramatic shift just in this industry alone. Yeah. Well, that's why I've told every single person who's like, I, me- I remember when I was in school, they were like, never own a restaurant. And I was like, why the fuck am I doing this then? How do you make money working? And I was like, well, if I'm going to stay in this, I got to own a restaurant at some point. And so fuck them, dude. They don't, you know, but then but like the more you do it, you're like, yeah. you're like, how do you? And oh, and I have, and I was really pissed off this week because of this too, because you know, my offer to buy and that whole and deal. I was, and I've been like, not a bank will take me serious because mm-hmm. I'm 31 mm-hmm. and they're like, fuck off. Yeah. Go, go kick rocks, kid. Chase is the only one that finally called me back and the guy was super cool about it. And he was like, you know, um, I have to go to the loan department and I'm, I'm glad I finally got to talk to you and got the information I need. But, you know, I would expect them to come back and say that they want 20% down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, fuck. My house, well, I ain't fucking got that. And he's like, in reality, because it's a restaurant, they're going to want 30% down. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I was like, how do I ever get there? How? The way it's set up. Without it's, working three jobs. Or without having multiple investors. Or, yeah. Which mm-hmm. every chef hates because then you're just exchanging one idea for another idea. Yeah. Like, I work for this person, but if I go on my own... I just owe money to these people. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? And like, oh, and then I was telling my friend Justin today, I was like, kind of me, part of me wants to just get like a bunch of investors to help me get the capital I need for this fat ass loan. And then like 80% of the loan, I'm just going to take right away and buy them, give them their money back. So you could start at a point just and to then, get and in then the I door. could be the, the only person, but then I start, you know, whatever, yeah. $300,000 in debt with no money. Like every to, restaurant to does. Make every, but I'm like, is how? What's the where's the joy in that? What I mean, I the joy is there in the cooking, but like, wh- where's the logic? Where's why the logic? does it have to be so impossible? <laughs> but think about it. What, like, I'm not mad that Chase wants that much down. Of I get it. Their company. Well, they restaurants are unreliable. Yeah, that for sure. Easy. And you're talking about during this time too. Yeah. So I mean, and then I was like, I can't a buy point. a fucking house either because everything's so fucking overpriced. But the rates are good. The rates are good. Yeah, well, fuck it. You know, the rates may be great, but they're only going to give me like a hundred grand. There you go. What the fuck am I going to buy out here for a hundred grand? And if I move somewhere, they're probably going to give me 50 grand. What the fuck am I going to do with that? Welcome to California, sir. And then if I want to move, I can't even fucking move because every studio. Have you seen the prices for rent in Midtown? Oh, my God. Studios are like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300 for like 450 square feet. This is becoming the city that everybody wanted. It, it's San Francisco all over. We are. I told my mom the other day. What? In ten years, mm. Sacramento is going through this. Is going to go through the same thing that San Francisco is going through right oh, now. Oh, for sure. I was living in the Bay Area when I was a kid, and then I lived there during culinary school in the early two thousands, and I could see it back then. And I was like, "Yo!" And now here, when I got back to Sacramento, I was like, "We're going to go through the same shit." I mean, it was inevitable, though. There's too much money filling. There's too much uh, of what I don't want to call them the higher class because, you know, they work to get there, no. most of them. No, it's so just why don't more, they? More people coming to the state but still. But there's, there's not enough supply. No. Think about it. For up until the last 10 years, Sacramento was the only place that is in L.A., San Diego, San Francisco that we wasn't this weird developed. thing where we were like semi-developed, but like no one knew about us, but we were the capital, so we had everything. That's always and a mystery like to we me. We got found out to be this gold mine where people were like, "It's just affordable I can, I in can California." Have my little anime shop nearby. I could have my little neighborhood restaurant, but I can also have the Target, and I can also, mm-hmm. and I can have land. It's like all of a sudden, this last year, we got found out, and everyone's like, "Bet." I think people have been finding this place out. I mean, this past year for sure, because all the people that were commuting from here to yeah. San Francisco and all the telecommuters, all the San Francisco people, are like, "Well." I'm just going to go live there yeah, and like, still have my job here. Oh, I don't have to show up until 2022? If that. Okay. Well, I'm going to go get an acre of land in downtown. Yeah. Instead of living in this studio apartment. I mean, it's California. So now with that, what happens to restaurants? Yeah, And is that just the natural progression of the human race? We no, can't help ourselves? No. Well, why not? Why isn't it? Look at London. Because the majority of people, this is just my opinion, folks. Ascribe to what we were talking about in the beginning. They just, there's a narrative. They're just being told in the idea that 
when people live in anything like a city, there becomes this think tank where, oh man, like this is city life. Like you can't leave this. Like what's life without this? Because everything that you've been told up until this point is, oh, you can't live out in the boonies. You don't even know how to live on land. You don't know because they've got us to the point where what we talked about before, people don't know how to cook. People don't know how to farm. People don't know how to make the clothes. People don't know really how to do much. So as much as we think we're advanced, are we really advanced? We're specialized. To what? To whatever you've chosen to be specialized but in. But let's make the argument that most of the prof- a lot of professions out there, and not saying all of them, but a majority of them have this weird machine-like pace, this machine thing. So we're almost we're being groomed to just be the energy that produces stuff until they figure out, I guess, the a technology. to take our place. And then what do we become then? You know, those are those. Then we turn into Wally. In our little chairs and blobs that are taken care of. But where does where does food go then? I don't know. See, that's why the microwave is interesting because the microwave is like the time machine. A microwave, I think, was dropped too early. Whether whoever is in charge of the people who also tax rich people, whatever, yeah, the cabal, they are like, okay, let's. I mean, they're just they're they're game planning. You get what I'm saying? Well, maybe the whatever the food thing from Star Trek gets introduced soon, and having someone cook for you is pointless. That's why the microwave's there. The super luxury. The microwave's there. Yeah, but the microwave still needs someone to to at least get something (laughs) ready for it. You know, those food replicators on Star Trek, they just need some tech to come by and drop nitrogen, oxygen, and carbon in it. No, that takes no experience. I think there's going to be a revolution in frozen food. Mm. I hope not. Microwaves will be back. I hope not. I mean... Microwaves are... Well, frozen food's just... You know, it's not bad. Tastes fine. Who's to say? Well, it doesn't hold the same nutrients. The nutrients get destroyed by being... How do we quantify that at the end of the day? How do we quantify how many nutrients have been destroyed? Yeah, because you hear people die of health reasons and all types of reasons. Diet is rarely introduced unless it's something with heart disease or people make presumptions about, you know, certain cancers being because of, you know, high sugar content or kind of, you know, things we talk about like processed foods. But it's all kind of in theory, not necessarily proven because that's like the hardest thing to prove, especially with food. That's why it's like, was it simple or has it been this complex? You know what I mean? Why there's so many options versus... Because every tag is going to tell you what it is. The advertising is insane with a lot of these things. 100% vitamin, 100% juice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Quick frozen, IQF. Mm. Fresh, fresh wild, frozen on site. You know yeah, but mean? people don't even know what that shit means. But they don't have to know what it means. It's just what it's just is the, the general feeling. the headline that we talked about earlier. What's the general feeling? Yeah. It's more of a general feeling at this point because we're not in the capacity, and this is my opinion, our monkey brains have been reduced to really monkey brain status in that way that we've forgotten how those things, those little tedious things that we would put a lot of merit on, whether it's growing food, cooking food, being very poignant about, you know, food decisions, that's kind of been whisked away where, no, 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 you're too busy. Like we need, look here. Yeah, I, need you, to, I need you to produce this yeah. thing for me now. Exactly. I need they you to treat make, us like kids. Like, I need hey, you to colors. make more we're, data so I can advertise you better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's me. Makes I don't know. Me sad. It's not sad. It's just it's an a, a, an idea. But I think putting out the idea of the problem. Now we look at it like, okay, how do we, if that's what we believe, circumvent that? Doing the things that you know we try to do on a daily basis, respectively. That's really what it is. It, it puts that in perspective. Because yeah. then, what's your purpose? At least right now in this dynamic. Because I can't predict future. And going in the past is always great, only in the sense of trying to figure out patterns. But if we're in the middle of a pattern now, it's any person with a realization like, okay, I have to really live the life with purpose in that matter. Mm-hmm. When I go to work, why do I do this? Is to change lives. Like I mm-hmm. want to change how people feel about food because I think that that's what I I think that's what's best and hopefully experience here can lead to somebody finding their food, whatever thing, because people that eat out may eat out all the time or usually get whatever it is. And not to say those things are bad. This is just what you believe. That's like anybody who's religious, like, Oh, you got to sign up for this. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, I don't you want don't to sign up for my church. Your soul is ruined. But that's how people feel about food to some degree. And I think, 
there should be more of that. But to your point about, you know, regulation and being California, I mean, you really can't tell anybody do anything because you're probably going to get sued. <laughs> Fact. I'm going to take a break. Yeah, do whatever you want. I can't really say yeah. at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, got it. <laughs> I mean, that's at least what I think. I mean, because yeah. food in the future, back to the microwave thing, I'm like, they probably just were like, look, put that out there, see if we can make a lot of money. This is the future. Let's, let's see what happens. Yeah, because that technology I mean, it, came it made, out of It nowhere. definitely made people a bunch of money. Because think, yes. think of like how many meals you could get ready for no overhead mm-hmm. versus the amount that you were selling them for. But what was the purpose? Your bu- your buying power went way up because you could freeze everything. Because you, you could spend like income now. one day a week yes. making three hundred thousand meals mm-hmm. with little machine, yeah. and then you just like whatever. You, okay, you guys are off for six days, and I pay you all part time, so my labor's nothing. And then Easy. it's all frozen. So I just me just unload the freezer into the truck. Boom, then. And, but what and, was the what was the big uptick in it? Was it the marketing or was it the culture change? Because the culture change it became, you know, women started going to work. At least that's yeah. what I'm under the idea that, around that time because they needed food ready, but it needed to be quick. It well, that's what made it so popular over. was mm. the women were going to work and yeah. people didn't have time to cook from scratch. Cause and effect. Or they were told that they didn't have time to cook from scratch. There you go. See. And that's early. This is like early, early. But you've seen old propaganda stuff from the 50s. You yeah, know what I mean? Awesome. Hey. It's hilarious. It is. Hey there, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So seeing that, and this is this is within our lifetime, essentially. I'm not saying we were born in that era, but at least mm. those are the remnants of what we saw back then. So I'm thinking yeah. in my head, I'm like, okay. It's just maybe just a matter of changing you know, the mindset. We're still dealing with stuff like that, though. How many, how many recipes are out there? Rachel Ray made a whole career out of 30-minute meals. Okay? It's true. That's true. And like little oh, there's this shortcut. And there's it and it was like it was like the microwave culture just evolved or maybe de evolved backwards the other way to like, well, it's not a hundred percent frozen. It's not a hundred percent fresh. But it's not a hundred percent fresh, but it's still quick. Yeah. It was always it's always about It's um, a compromise. Convenience. Yeah. Convenience. And then to your ultimate, ultimate point earlier, it's just slow instead of abrupt. You know oh yeah, that they eased us into this. Yeah, yeah, they get us kind of. Well, they do something like, dramatic, and then yeah. they ease us in, and then they like back off. Yeah, and they're and like, "See, it could be this bad." Okay, and then like but, ten uh, years down the line, <laughs> you're there anyway. Yes, and, I, and they're just like, "Gotcha." And then when you're just about to realize it, they drop another bomb. Yes. And you're like, well, at least we don't do that. Yeah, okay, exactly. Just kinda, Look at the gas prices. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and our gas prices aren't even bad compared to like other countries. True, we got it dumb easy. Even just but maybe, for our own states. maybe that's the thing. And like, well, gas prices are 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 high, but look at over there. <laughs> While we <laughs> just kind of <laughs> move it this way a little bit. Yep. Oh uh, well, they're kind of bad, but look at look at there. Look at there. Look at there. See, we've become accustomed to yeah. this weird. They've got us slow. And it's slow introducing of culture. But see, here's where the anomaly is. Because I think where it's all uh, open game is because the communication lines are open. It's just we're not speaking to each other yet on... uh, All right, maybe don't get me wrong. We are speaking to each other. But in terms of recognizing what the overall idea is, the general population is in this sphere. I always talk about the communication, about how it's like damn near impossible to communicate effectively with people who even speak the same language as you because a word means something different to me than it does to you true in the english in the english language especially there's a lot of two-way words in other in in every language yeah but what what, what, what I, we can just talk about like what i say but see what does that I could go say, with i could say a book is dr seuss and yeah. you could say well that's just a little yeah. thing and that's like the most dumb example but like that's what it is if i could say a meal a meal yeah. is uh a microwave meal and you could be like well a meal to me is this hardly a meal and then when we read this <laughs> report that says if you eat three square meals a day you're gonna be fine i'm like well i'm eating three microwave meals a day so i guess i must be fine well, and, and you're you like breakfast lunch well and dinner you're options. actually not eating three square meals but well that, I, I, that's a meal but see, that's what's interesting. When you talk about that pyramid, right? That's uh, health, uh, government, right? Mm-hmm. 
because that's issued to every school. That was kind of like the mainframe mm. sugar on top. You the know, food the sugar pyramid, cube. yeah. Starch you can on have the a bottom. Bit. You can have a little bit. Yeah, starch on the bottom. You know, the bread pot. Nutella. Yeah, <laughs> it's like whoa. But and now we we're like mm, that's American okay. though. Mm-hmm. That's some American shit. Okay, so this is being doled out public schools. So you know, I've had experience in public schools. It's crazy to think like. Damn, this is what I've had it in all levels. I've worked in as early as like pre-K, like basically daycares to seeing it from the system in. And I'm just like, yo, if they were and this is just a theory because I kind of prescribe to this to varying degrees of what you put in your body is ultimately like, you know, brain food shit. So if you're being introduced to a lot of this shit early as a kid. And say through the school system, because you do have an option for breakfast and lunch, at least. But a lot of those options, you're like. Damn, that's not. That only fosters a habit of eating the American way, whatever that may be. Yeah. But it's not the greatest, and let that's me, why people let me scold eat something them, quick for breakfast mm-hmm. that's sugary. Yeah, because whatever, I feel great. Yeah, you feel great. Feel the you're energy. Like on yeah. a sugar high. Yeah. And then at lunch, well, whatever, I'll just eat something. Fries. Whatever, and I'll pizza. I'll do a big dinner. Yeah. And then dinner is like usually whatever whatever dinner is in the dinner's always like America. gigantic. Or or something also. Well, it's filling. I feel fine. I'll go to bed. It's True. like we never focus on like, dude. You basically ate garbage all fucking day. But think about that now. Think about that being instituted as early as you know yeah, daycare status. Yeah, it's like kindergarten. So you're just like, what? This is just what I do, dude. I remember working at certain establishments, and I was just like, this is fascinating. I mean, I can't say it's bad or good. I mean, this is people I pay would say for it's this. Bad. But this is what's interesting is because this is a, you know, these were private. Some of these institutions were private and some of these institutions were public. And I'm just like, both ways. I'm like, damn, there's just, there needs to be an overhaul of this, at least from looking at it from the food standpoint. Cause I'm like, yo, you gotta, well, if we're doing public and if we're funding it strictly out of our numbers, you might as well just put some effort into it. I would think like culinary students should be working in schools like that mm-hmm. easily. Like why, that should be, why not? They'd be cheap. And they have free labor a, enough. <laughs> they have enough knowledge to not mess yeah, it up, not mess up. And they'll learn people's skills. I mean, you could, you, I remember going to like, school having have that. like the public high school. That's always, you know, the way we've built the schools is yeah. like the elementary school and high school are like right next to each yeah. other and the middle schools. Why not have the high school kids that are in home ec cook? cook. Thank you for them. Thank you. But it almost seems like there might've been a time like that because the generation before us, at least some I, of my friends' I, parents I were bet like, there we was a time ec. when there was we like the this. one schoolhouse, and it was like, all right, older kids, well, you're done for the day, except you got to do the chores around the school, and you got to, you know, whatever, and you got to cook these kids lunch because they can't do shit for themselves because they're five and they're Boom. dumb. Boom. And they're going to do whatever. And you got to help them along the way. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Right. Foster. But I mean, hey, it, I'm all about making everything smaller and going back to older times with. Look, and, and not one way. If you had to redo the food system for public schools, did you go? You went to private, right? Mostly. Yeah. Okay. What was private like? Uh, like the food system. Yeah. Well, you could either buy lunch or you brought a lunch. Okay, so buying lunch. What were the options? The bought lunch. There would be like a little schedule released of all right. Monday is going to be this. Tuesday is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day of the week was always that square pizza, the fucking best pizza. I love that cool. crap, shitty pizza. The square pizza that had pepperoni, but it was like a cube. Have you never seen this pizza? I'll find a picture. Sounds like some rich people stuff. Um, no, it <laughs> was not. like some private school stuff. Go ahead. It was. Dope. Are you talking about hot pockets? Uh, I mean, maybe one step above a hot pocket. It was. I, I'll find one. I'm sure it will Sounds take like me seconds stuff. to find it. Okay, what else? Uh, what else we had? We had little burritos, like rice and bean burritos, like handmade. Uh, if you could recall, hand? what was the packaging? Like? I, I think uh, I I think they were rolled by hand. Did I'm, you go down the line? I no. The, okay, the burrito was not made to order. It was okay. Someone had already ma- had rolled it up. Did I'm you walk s- down a line with steam pans? And then there's like a lady, like here we go. No, it was okay. there was there were steam pans, but the lunch was what it was. It what you had and no it was choices. Packaged. It wasn't packaged. Ooh. Someone had it was it was maybe one step above, I think, or one step below, I think, what you're thinking. It was it wasn't like everything was just can open and in the steam pan. Okay. There was definitely like ma- the beans were definitely not cooked. Okay, from scratch. Okay. Let's, let's, but maybe they cooked the rice. Maybe mm-hmm. it probably was some commercial product that I don't even know exists anymore. Okay. Uh, 
but like someone scooped the rice and beans well before you got there and okay. had like 70 of them ready to go when you walked in. They're just open plates? And they were just, here. Yeah, you just went down to your plate and they're oh, like, here's your here's see? your this thing. And there's like whatever, some shitty apple at the end. Take one of the, and we had grab and goes. So most yeah. of our stuff was packaged for the most part. And then you go outside to the little kiosk. Then you get like a little slice of pizza, maybe a taco that was like made. But no, when I look, like you had it fancier than I no, did. But then you look at it, you're like, oh, this was all microwavable. When I worked at some of the schoolings, I was oh, like, oh, I this see. is microwavable beans. Rice was just, you know, bagged, throw it in the microwave or put it in a, you know, a double warmer to warm it up. And then the tacos, it was just like, all right, they just put it together there. The meat was already made, you know, double burner again, uh, double boiler. And I was like, okay, the pizza was frozen going in. Everything else was shipped out from, you know, I think a other location, and then it would just be packaged up already. Carrots, onions, you know, carrots, celery with ranch, shit like that. Yeah. That's public. I, I found this square pizza. Let me see. Here we go. Here's a, it. It's Schwann's. This is, what it, this is what it looked like. Oh, no. We didn't get that. No? Oh, no. It's Schwann's. Okay. So That's a ball-in. That's the truck oh, that yeah. goes around <laughs> with the little refrigerators well, on it? I'm sure it was not Schwann's. Okay. Uh, Schwann's but brand. Schwann's is the only one that probably still makes uh, it. Anyway. That looked like some rich people stuff. That's what well, that looked like. Well, how would you change it? Do you think that was warranted if you had to look back at it now? Do you think that... It was probably the best that they could do with the budget that they were given. But shit, uh, private schools yeah. be making how much? Yeah, but where does that money go? Where does it go? It doesn't go into the food system. Well, clearly, because that was not taxpayer dollars don't go in the food system either. Yeah, because it's not deemed as important enough. And I, we talked about this one time, and um, a couple weeks later, I saw that there's a guy in New York who's trying to do the tackle this problem. He's trying to revolutionize the public health, uh, public food system, public school. Food, food system. system okay and he's got a team of whatever and i think he's only doing like seven schools at the time okay maybe okay and uh yeah he cooks from scratch hmm. everything it's and one he, dude and no it's not just one. he's got a, a team system. now okay and uh you know and the school is like okay you have 75 cents a kid yeah to feed them yep. and he has to work in he has to work in that and he does it yeah but that guy's like, I don't, know, I don't know how the hell he's doing it. Honestly, I'd have to scratch twenty five cents, a whole meal. It makes you think, like, how or much do they, how much do we pay? Yeah. How much are prisoners' lunches? Probably like forty five cents. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't why? Know. Why is it so low? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense because people don't uh, value think, food. I, yeah, <laughs> people don't. Uh, the average person doesn't value food. The it average may, person. It may be pop culture. But even in a private school setting, like you said, that's not a very like avant-garde. Like It's not a step yeah. above by any means. In my head, if I'm paying anything absorbently higher in amount, at least in my opinion, or at least it's, it's a lot, I'd be like, yo. I want that food system that Daniel Balud showed us in that episode with Bourdain where they had like the pumpkin soup. Oh, yeah. But that's basically and having a chef there yeah, for like well, kindergarten. Perfect. Because when you go to high school or middle school, in my opinion, I think you have like um, culinary students or students from the high school cook for the younger students. And then yeah. high school kids get culinary. Maybe grads. you have like one chef, but that's all the employees are just students. Yep. And, and all students. Yep. And, and it's almost credit. basically like a Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then that's how you foster because mm-hmm. those graduated. Imagine if you ate food from scratch, at least at school. Hopefully at home, but at least at school from the beginning to high school. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How would you? And we're taught. That's okay. what I'm And you're yeah. taught how to do it. How would you approach the rest of the world through the food lens? Well, it, you would see food different. as super important. Now, the flip side to your argument is if you're paying whatever something to send your kid to private school and, uh, you know, they come out of that school and they're like, I'm going to cook for a living. Are you pissed? As long as he likes to do it. I think you're not the norm. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Not to say it doesn't have to be like that, but in a culture of what we are, so this is where it becomes weird because we're putting value on the professions that basically yield the highest amount of money mm-hmm. necessarily. But or maybe I don't we're, know if that maybe was we're the transitioning case. towards being like, as long as my kid's happy, I'm happy. But that's a generational But I don't think thing. we're there yet. But we're getting to the point because a lot of our generation is going to be you know, having the offspring. From this mindset. So now does our generation become more conservative as we get older naturally like most older people do? Or do we go to a different way? Because they're saying the generation after us is going to be conservative before we ever will. 
Interesting. Interesting, right? So then you look at those. At least this is what they're predicting. I don't mm. know what the fuck's saying this, but you mm. look at that and you're kind of like thinking, okay. How? <laughs> but it's because they're overcompensating for the generation before. That's mm. what every generation we're does. we're so liberal. They're like, well, fuck you. You guys are... You parents, I hate you parents. Yeah. I'm going to do, do the exact opposite of you. And then the next generation goes back to yeah. some variation. I've of thought that. about that. Yeah, See, now with knows? the food trends, I'm like, can that kind of I don't think that can that? be reversed. You sure? Yeah, because um, the social media is like too powerful now. True. But and also, like, the then, people that are watching food, even to this degree, is still not a large percentage. It's pop culture to a varying degree. I think more popular than it's ever has been. But it's such an easy thing to post. You don't but, have to do any work for it. But now going forward, because does it continue to be that profession or does it go back into this rebuild? Because uh, to me, it seems like there's a whole nother turnover and there's going to be different types of kitchen workers just based on age alone. You know what I'm saying? You're going to mm-hmm. be getting the new 18 to 20, mid-20s now. Yeah. If that mid twenties already, a lot of dudes are already going off and doing their own projects. Where now you're going to be getting the eighteen to twenty, twenty one, twenty twos. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen because yeah. it's you know, it's becoming increasingly more difficult to just uh, be a, a small place and start your own project. Mm-hmm. And the advantages of working for a big company are like, yeah, I get benefits like. Immediately, Benny's I don't get the best pay, pay, but I get all this stuff. Consistent. My hours are consistent, and so I don't perks, really have to worry about it disappearing. No stress. And there's not that many small businesses around, really. And like, even if you can get a job with a small business person, they like check it. Like, we can be super kind to you, and like, you know, we we want to treat you well, but we can't really afford to give you benefits. Yep. So I don't know. It's kind of industry kinda, ever. It's kind of bummer that it's kind of going that way mm-hmm. it you know i would love to see no big business all small businesses mm-hmm. like everybody doing whatever new concept all the time that has like 10 tables mm-hmm. and that's it I this is life be, in the city lit, this is life in the city yeah but that's not the reality the reality so. is just because it's popular doesn't mean uh so many people eat like even people who buy into the pop culture of like cooking shows and stuff they still go out and they get their basic chicken caesar salad or mm. chinese chicken salad yeah. or their steak and potato their yeah. steak sando if we had to go side by side has the caesar salad become better or worse since like 40 years ago well, if we walked into a steakhouse caesar salad but if we walked into a steakhouse or a restaurant of magnitude high magnitude yeah. 40 like years the ago. Caesar that they used to like make in the wooden bowl. It almost you. seems like Caesars were only made that way back in the days. Yeah. Like would that be badass? Would that be better? That'd be bad. That'd be, than I the mean, one that'd now. be badass. That'd be, that'd be sick. But, you know, uh, it's like you can't pay someone to do that anymore. True. But back then, so you would almost make the argument the way they did it back then, top notch. Yeah. There yeah. You go. yeah. See, crazy. But then today's prices mimic that because that mm-hmm. salad probably was only. Four dollars at that time mm-hmm. with the labor. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, fifteen. Fifteen. You want salmon and chicken. Oh, it's about twenty five dollars. Yeah. Not for me though. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Other See, my, I think I, I think you can get a chicken Caesar salad for like sixteen bucks. See, and I think anybody who's that diner that is very price specific, that's where you're able to kind of nudge your way into like a little yeah. market because you not being of well, seventy five employees, you have the luxury of. Being able to tinker with that price point. Yeah, like being in charge, you have to figure out who you're targeting. Mm-hmm. Are you targeting the person who doesn't really want to pay a lot? Mm-hmm. Are you targeting the person who does want to pay pay a lot? You know what your price point is going to determine a lot of that. And like, okay, you're gonna have a high price point. That type of diner comes with X, Y, and Z needs that mm-hmm. you have to fulfill. And if you don't fulfill it, they're not going to come. Mm-hmm. But if you come at that mid range, well, then they have EDF. And if you come at that cheap price point, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care that it's from a bag. Mm-hmm. You know what they want? They just want it to taste decent. Yeah. And that's their that's their needs. But if you can't fulfill those needs, you can't charge that price. Mm-hmm. All dependent on the owner. Which then circles back because, like, you know, all right, your need is you want me to make it fresh or whatever. Then I have to figure out how to make it fresh and all this and still make money on that price. Which is 
not an easy thing to do generally. That sounded like you're explaining trigonometry. <laughs> Does it? I feel like I'm just explaining the basic food costs to people. But that's in, in reality. But imagine doing that. Now you're live action role playing with people's lives. <laughs> Hey, that's what, that's what I that do crazy? every day. That's yeah. what I do every day. So and people still makes, got the nerve to come scream at me like I'm makes, an asshole. That's what makes the uh. industry very fascinating. It's like this impossible task, but everybody, it's like here's the sword of the stone, it, and there's a line down the way, knowing like, man, I, got, I can do it. I know I can do it. I just have this technique. Yeah. I just know. I, I just, I am yeah. the one that can do it. Yeah, and that's kind of the challenge with it. But along with it. that, you you foster a lot of these relationships for the long term. You learn about you know i mean at least just coming from the food side like just the exposure to the you know types of dishes that you've eaten you i mean you could probably account for man i've eaten some dishes that are you know like yeah historic. i love those those lists that go around of mm-hmm. put a point for everything that you've had i'm always like 100 out of 100 points oh you know what every I mean? time put a point for everything you wouldn't eat zero yeah there's exactly. nothing I want. I'll try it all. Yeah. Why not? Why, why live it myself? But see, that's the exposure of the food. Now, going yeah. back to the school thing and then going back to all those things, it always comes down to, okay, the mental, how did this become in the in the food game? Because it's clearly more popular. Food Channel, uh, Cooking Network, Public Access TV helped in that Because we have to do it. We have to eat. Yes, so why not enjoy it? True. So why not meditate while you enjoy it? True. That's my that's my point. You can. I'm you more fascinated. I'm just more fascinated by how chefs become the name versus not the name. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All based off the one award we're all familiar with, plus other stuff we talked about. And I'm mm. like, that's always fascinating to me because is that an inside game where it's like, oh, you got to know somebody, know somebody type thing? I, yeah, that's. I think it is. See, and that's why in the food world, if you had to break it down, quote unquote, politically, not to be political, but you're like, yo, we're fighting for the the minority. <laughs> you know what I'm well, and like, what do you get in the food game to do? What do you get into not just the food game? What do you get into running a business to do? See, make money. Yeah. You know, at the end you of the day. A, but then it becomes more. Is your number at that one point. goal to win an award? No, your number one goal is to make money. Winning the award helps you know helps money. that goal, yeah. but it's like a sub goal. But it's a weird goal because how many people going out for those awards? Like, are they really that merited versus knowing like, yo, if I have this on my resume, this will just be something to say. But and it's like no one get more money. But no one ever questions, you know, the yeah. award itself and it's coming to existence. Well, you, still have, you still have to prove that you can do it. Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, if yeah. you're if you're whatever, I won three James Beard, had a mission yeah. star in my last restaurant. But you're going towards a new group of investors. You still have to cook for them. True. I would. I would assume that you'd have to. But cook how much them. of it's the food versus how much of it's the personality Just, and the yeah. brand selling? It's probably a mix. How much quantifiably? Because what constitutes know. badass chefs and badass everything? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's whatever the it's whatever the, the, the group decides. Yeah. Whatever that group is, the cabal. Mm-hmm. The cabal. Is that what you're saying? There's yeah. A cabal well, of the well, world. that group is more of like how. How masterful are you at setting your – how good are you at deciding who your target demographic is? You know, because, like, if your target demographic is something that you that you want to go after is not something that your food appeals to, you're not going to be a good business person because you're not going to do it right. You're not going to make money. You may have a great product, but you're going after the wrong people, so you market it wrong. I like how Which is crazy because you can be the most – badass chef in the planet you could be the best yeah but if you all your marketing takes you this way and really you should be going this way you will fail Mm -hmm. how many how many three-star mission restaurants close down because they don't have any money a lot all the time it's true because they don't target but see what makes like how did french laundry get to french laundry status was the intent always there and did it just come out of nowhere, yeah. or was it... Let's get TK on here and find out. He's not busy enough. I mean... <laughs> we'll find him. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just, it's fascinating because yeah. I am curious, at least looking in retrospect, because food food being covered back then was a lot different. Now it's a little more user-based. It becomes a little more interesting. It opens the, the doors for a lot more other mm-hmm. personalities in into the small small group as to say before it was more like okay if you were on food network 
You're on Top Chef. Yeah. Basically. I would like to think that a place like French Laundry didn't start out with the mindset of we want to win all the awards. Mm -hmm. I think it starts out with we want to be the best restaurant. Mm -hmm. And along the way, we were able to define ourselves by winning these things. Mm -hmm. And so our goal was this. And what does that mean? Well, it means along the way we had to pick up the each one of these accolades. So then it wasn't winning the accolades. It was these are the sub goals that show you we are the best, mm. which was our goal. Mm. I would like to think it's that way. I don't know if it really is. And I would like to think there was no politics on the way. There probably was. I mean, there's just so many hands in the cookie jar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't like you could go on. down the list of when, if we're talking about in the beginning, beginning of like cancel culture shit, right? I remember when, you know, and we talked about it before, where Batali went down and Besh went down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I don't even know where those cases are now, I essentially. Don't know. I haven't heard But about I mean, them. to our point. I bet most people the, don't know where they are. But it's just the narrative. Because regardless of what they do at this point, yeah. they're, they're not. done. Yeah. You're not going to go into Mara. He knows that too. If he ever starts something, he's not going to put True. his name on the door. Yeah, it's just going to be some obscure name that you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's a cool restaurant yeah. group." Oh, that's whatever restaurant group. I like this other place they did. Yeah. And then, thirty years later, you find out, "Oh, Mario Batali." That's what I'm saying. But it's almost well, like, okay, was, what it happened was pretty here? Good though. Well, what happened? It's almost like some Hollywood shit. Like, damn. Okay, so what? After so many years, hey, you just, just pull the plug out right now. I don't get it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not trying to infer. It's just it's odd that I remember certain things like that. Where I'm like, that is kind of interesting. And I look back and really try to figure it out, at least from the food game. Because as much as I don't want to say it's political, you can make the argument and say there are different pockets of the culinary world that, you know, go on to different worlds. And, you know, you go into that world. That's like, oh, this is an interesting world. Like you said, there is some kind of low form of like, hey, how you doing? Pat my back, you pat my back type of situation. Mm-hmm. I'm affiliated with so and so. You're part of little mafias. Not yeah. to get Italian on you, but yeah. you're part of like you know you're part yeah. of the. You and know. part of me thinks it's not even super intentional. Part of me thinks it's just like well Nature. that. Well, <laughs> it's just like okay, that guy won that award, and I kind of you know realized that winning that award would be kind of good for my business. What events does that guy do? Let, let's see if we can get into one of those events and you get into the event and you're like, Hey man, uh, you know, really look up to you and you, you know, you kind of start a conversation and you're like, all right, you know, I don't think it's that weaselly. I think it, I, I would like to think it's not that weaselly, but you know, that's, Shit. So that's part of the game though. The ego, see, this is where chefs are interesting. We talk about it before ego is interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because with your cooking, it's subjective at the yeah. end of the day. If you could overcome not giving a fuck, I think that's where you're at best. And I think ego is going to dictate a lot of that. Because you can't really give a fuck. Like you said, the the problems of running a restaurant are on display. Mm-hmm. So it's just more of you when know, the, being okay When the restaurant's running great, no one notices. Yes. When there's when one small on problem, <laughs> everyone sees it. But as the owner or the chef, it's more of your prerogative to be like, this is how I approach. Yeah, and then now that's when you become that guy, whatever that yeah. may be. At least that's how it seems. There's Maybe those legendary I, dudes. I'm the, I'm the asshole that doesn't refund you, but whatever, dude. I don't care. There you go. And I'm the asshole that you know uh, gives you plates that are a million degrees, so you can never complain that my food was cold. <laughs> whatever, dude. But Not, you start right. to plant those things as now. This is just who you are. To the yeah, point where people will look for those experiences. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. If I go to that restaurant. My food's gonna be fucking hot. Yeah. And if I bring a friend, when they try to eat, I'm like, wait a second. Just wait. One yeah. wait, one you it's bubbling yeah. still. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Keep the food hot. But that's like, you know, that's the things I was trained to be like, that's important. Mm-hmm. Hot food is hot. Cold food is cold. Yeah. Room temp is room temp. Mm, you know? See? That's what was ingrained in me. Yeah. Uh, being very distinct. All, all the food has to be ready at the same time. Yes. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. not one, two minutes apart. And when the food's done, it needs to go. Yeah. You know, that's a, that, that's what was ingrained in me. And, and but so to hold I on to it, it is the hardest part because everything in the day is going to bat away and yeah. chip you down a little bit. We got to say your priorities. <laughs> you yeah. to, is, are you the person that's complaining when I believe you're wrong, are you more important than the three tables I have here? No, I don't care. I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. 
And my and what part of that is training versus just my nature or yeah. training from someone else, I don't know. But but to stand that, on it. But like yeah, you have like you can't be everything for everyone. No. You have to be what you are and who you're going after. Yeah. Wholeheartedly until you're not. Yeah. And it, and guess what? If you're if you're doing it right, your business is going to work. And if you're wrong, you're going to find out because you're going to have no money. And you're going to be like, I should re Like, if we were failing and, like, I'd be like, well, maybe I should have refunded that person. Or maybe I shouldn't just put up boiling hot plates. Maybe people don't – you know, you have to constantly evaluate yourself. Always. You have to be willing to. It's constant. But at some point, you're 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 putting out who you are. That's what you're selling. Mm-hmm. You're not you, – sure, you're selling an ingredient, but – you you went into that yeah so it's your interpretation you, of you this have cuisine. to sell yourself yeah it's your and food you yeah. are you yeah and you have to stand by yeah it. i can't just pretend like oh well i'm this person and i'm gonna make what they make because no. then what the what are you doing yeah everyone's just gonna go there and get it from the yeah. source same thing yeah yeah no that's how i see it fuck on dude hey. honestly <laughs> You want to you want to come cry me a river? I don't. I could use some extra salty water for my oh. pasta water. Oh, salty water and yeah. stuff. That's what the episode is going to be. Talk to your people mm. out there. What do you got to say? Uh, drink your water. Yeah. Have a little patience. Have a little patience. Uh, but with your dollar. But with your dollar. Drink your water again because I've been again. really bad about it I recently. Can see that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> on you. And uh, I don't know. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Good stuff. Food Junkie Radio, episode 13, Polo. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Yep.